Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. This is not a normal episode for us. We're trying something new today. Uh, this is our first recording since the COVID-19 epidemic that's sweeping the world. And we're trying to record from our individual locations and do the social distancing that the experts say we should do. Fellas, how are we doing during this weird period in our lives? Very weirdly. That's how I'd say I'm doing. Uh, this is this is bizarre. It's definitely not the uh, epidemic that I was hoping for. I was wanting, you know, if, if I was going to have to deal with some sort of calamity worldwide, I was hoping, as you guys might have assumed, like a kaiju or a Godzilla or something more entertaining. This has not been the best, I say. I would hoping... Hoping for a dance <laughs> epidemic. A dance epidemic. I like how Mark was very careful. Mark was very careful to say kaiju or Godzilla, not a giant ape that could totally whoop the ass of either one. He's still in denial. Oh, that's not an epidemic. That's an annoyance, dude. Oh. <laughs> You're on your own on this island, Mark. An annoyance to clean the clock with your monster. What's up, baby? What? <laughs> Well, what what have you guys been doing to keep away the uh, the the cabin fever, the stir craziness of uh, not being to go out? Unless you guys are breaking protocol, are you guys following the social distancing uh, protocols? Oh, very strictly to my uh, dismay. I think I've only left my house twice in like the last three weeks. Uh, it's brutal. I have to go get food every now and then, but other than that, pretty much just staying at home and doing what I got to do. Yeah, we've been trying to support local, you know, uh, buying beers from some of the pubs down the way that'll let you do the take-home drinks, buying uh, local food, picking up a family pack from Chewy's for 60 bucks that lasted me like two and a half weeks. Nice. Got to help out where you can, you know. Um, also been doing some stuff like my buddy's a bartender and he doesn't get to go to mm-hmm. work anymore, so they're doing this like facebook virtual thing where he gets on you know tells you what to to buy so i bought it like a bulk order from specs and then got home and he was you know you could tip him virtually via venmo or whatever and then he just shows you how to make all these different drinks you know i'm fortunate enough that i'm still able to do my job from home to some capacity uh you guys too sounds like we've all been just you know making do uh but at least we're not the unlucky ones that were just gotten furloughed or laid off or whatever until this all gets sorted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Well, I don't know about you guys, but with all this extra time on my hands, I was really wanting to find some new stuff to dig into. So one of the things that I was doing is I was going through Pinterest and I was looking at old VHS box art like I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've decided I'm going to try something new. And, you know, back in the day, you'd go to the video store, your Blockbuster or whatever, and you would basically only be able to choose a movie based on the box. Well, that's what I'm going to do. So I've actually been digging through a lot of just random 80s VHS box arts, and I've been saving them into my computer. And I'm going to go find these movies without looking them up, and I'm going to give them a shot. I think that could be some some nostalgic fun of just, like, discovering these things without, you know, the influences of the Internet and all the other reviews out there. Hopefully, I can find something this way. Oh, so kind of like John's quickies, but you'll be doing VHS by cover image choice only. I'm thinking about it, yeah. If if the movie moves me enough in one direction or the other, like, hey, this one sucks. Oh, no, this one's good. If it's just kind of middle of the road, I'll probably skip it. But if it's something that really stands out, I may 
you know, try to do a video quickie or something like that. It'll, I, I'm trying to think of a snappy title for it, but, uh, I'll get back to you on that. Mark's video store. <laughs> yeah. I think you should do it whether it moves, whether it moves you or not. I still think it's a like good idea. Cause I mean, that was part of the experience is sometimes you just get middle of the road. Like, well, I wasted that rental. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, that, that's too right. Like I was, I was uh, having nostalgic uh, whims of going on a Friday night to the video store and just spending like, dude, I'd spend like an hour and a half just walking the aisles going, I don't know what to get. Is this one good? Is this one good? And like you said, Gary, you take something home and be like, oh, well, that just blew my entire evening. Thanks a lot, trauma or, you know, whatever I grabbed. <laughs> Probably going, should have picked house. <laughs> Here we go with house again. Um, we're going to do house. Don't worry, John. We will do house. Um, yeah, no, actually, that's a really good idea, Mark. I mean, because during this time, I mean, you know, hopefully we'll be able to. But if for some reason we're not able to kick out episodes as regularly as we wanted to, we should still be able to provide, you know, individualized content. You know, John, your quickies, Mark, your VHS. Man, we got to come up with a cool name for that because that's a really cool idea. And I'll just go back to stripping. I mean, it's that easy. <laughs> you know, gravetalk.com, click into my fucking, my OnlyFans. You know, get in there, people. OnlyFans. Yeah, listeners, please virtual tip your Garrett's, okay? They work for tips and tips alone here. You want to see a hairy dude wearing a Michael Myers mask, dance in a bathtub while eating a cupcake? Baby, you about to get it. You know that there are people who, you just described their fetish, so... Get at me. <laughs> Gravetalk.com. <laughs> That's the original content that we're bringing to you here during this stay-at-home period of your lives. Um, otherwise, I finally started dipping into my Godzilla Criterion collection. I've made it through about five or six of those. Uh, the wife decided she'd be nice and kind enough to sit through some of those with me. Cool. And how's that going? <laughs> The evolution of the rubber monster movies has really come a long way. I'll tell you that much. Um, they're getting better as they go along. I still like the original quite a bit. The uh, the black and white one that started it all. Uh, finally got to see the Japanese version of that, not the Americanized one where they put in American actors and you know and, and spliced them into the original movie. Um, still holds up really well. I watched the original King Kong versus uh, Godzilla and fellas. I'm sure you remember my tweets from not that long ago. I'm not hot on that monkey. Monkey had to get himself a little extra help just to beat my lizard king. He got electric fists. That's called divine intervention, baby. That's called divine oh, intervention. That's some cheating ass monkey move right there. You're you're just incorrect. It's okay to be wrong, Mark. I'm just there's you know it's fine. It happens to the best of us. That's how we grow. Yeah. Well, uh, when they come out with King Kong's Criterion Collection, I might give it a watch and I'll let you know. But Wait, how many King Kong movies are there? Uh, King Kong has like eight, no. I think. If I can remember back from our Godzilla King Kong episode, I think there was like seven or eight over the past almost hundred years of Kong. Hmm, that's crazy. Well, John, what have you been up to? What have you been watching since uh, being stuck at home? Well, I watched a movie uh, called basket case from the 80s y'all are probably familiar with it um that movie's wild y'all love that movie love that movie dude that movie's amazing <laughs> uh, apparently it spawned two sequels i just learned that uh today so I have to track those down but the original anyway wow what a film so i watched that uh there will be future episodes on some of these we I watched house all three uh house films and uh i think four hatchet films all very enjoyable and then 
I rewatched for the first time since they came out in theaters the two prequels to The Exorcist, uh, Exorcist the Beginning and Dominion. They're both still very mediocre movies, but man, do I love them. Wait, prequels to the, the Exorcist movies? Yes. Uh, so there was a movie, they, they made one called Exorcist the Beginning and it went really, really shitty. And so they hired someone else to remake it, essentially, a year later. Pretty much the same story, the same actor, uh, a lot of the same actors and actresses, and re-released it, and it called it Dominion, and it was uh, better, but still very bad. It's a pretty bonkers story. Oh, yeah, and also, like everyone else in America, I watched Tiger King, which is a horror in its own way. I see pictures for that everywhere. I haven't uh, watched it myself, and now it's so saturated in social media. I kind of don't want to. Is it worth our time, John? I mean, if you like batshit crazy uh, documentaries, absolutely. Um, it is really wild. It's one of those things that, like, I started watching. I was like, I'll check out the first episode, and I was like, oh, I'll wait and watch this with. And like, I binged it in one night. I was like, this is too fucking nuts to stop. Yeah. Like, there's no way it's gonna get crazier. Oh, it gets crazier. Uh, my wife and I, yeah, we watched it. I think in two days. It was. It's incredible. All right, give me give me a very brief and unspoilery uh, synopsis, John. All I know is there's some guy with like a rat tail or blonde hair. <laughs> He's like a tiger trainer or what? Yeah, I, I think the best way to describe it is it's like a, a raw look in the world of semi-legitimate big cat rescues and zoos. And... I think they're all based in Florida, so there's already just a, a basic level of insanity there. Uh, and then it goes like, it takes it to 11 on top of that. Okay. And is it uh, center around like one particular... Yeah, a guy named Joe Exotic is like the star, I guess, for lack of a better word. But there's a plethora of other people in this documentary who are all amazing in their own right and could probably support spinoff documentaries. Imagine a um who who's the guy that uh wrote um uh, imagine a Wes Anderson flick if like he was white trash and on meth. Well, now I got to watch it. Jeez, that sounds amazing. Well, that's cuz it is. You won't regret it. It is a good I think it's only like 7 episodes or something, so it's a a, a great use of your time. I I don't know if I'll agree with that, but It's something to watch, but it's nothing Nothing about that is a great use of your time. Well, if for the very least, you'll understand a lot more of the memes that are going around in the universe uh, at this day and age, so for the next probably two or three weeks. Yeah, good point. I got to keep up with the uh, the kids. I don't want to fall behind and look like an old man. Doesn't know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Youth culture. Spoken like a true old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Garrett, you been up to anything? Watch anything? Uh, been working a lot, surprisingly, um, a lot to do. Um, did finish up a couple, um, art pieces. I've got my Rogue One, my Star Wars Rogue One piece finally getting finished up, redid that, and, um, got a couple things. I don't know if Classic Game Fest is happening, so holding on, finishing up those prints at this time, kind of hope it does. At the same time, kind of don't want to expose everybody to a terrible virus, so... (laughs) Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, if I have time, I might actually get to play that new Resident Evil, which would be kind of cool. Yes. And that uh, I, I took some time to do that yesterday, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, yeah, that convention, man, you, that, that just sounds like a, uh, a risky endeavor right now. So I think a lot of uh, people just 
to doing the convention things have been putting them off to maybe like June or August or something like that. So maybe, in the very least, maybe Game Fest will just kind of push it back a couple months or something. Well, Game Fest is at the end of July, and they're still right now. They're still saying they're they're on schedule for doing it, but they're taking it one day at a time to see because even even if things social the thing is social distancing is going to have to happen for at least into September. I mean, we may not be on stay at home, but mm-hmm. you know, social distancing is going to be taking place the best we can for at least the rest of the year to really kind of flatten the curve, but I don't know. Um, you know, it's a it's a decent source of income for me and it gives me a chance to put out a lot of like new projects I do. Some kind of don't want it to get canceled because I'd like to get some of that out there, but sure. I mean, worst case scenario, you can buy my shit online. We'll figure that out somehow. Speaking of conventions, I'm pretty sure I saw that Frightmare got pushed back to... Yeah, September 11th through 13th. It's got pushed back to then. They announced Bill Mosley is going to be there. They're still seeing who might have to drop out. So far, they only have, I think they said, two people that have to reschedule. We don't know who that is yet. They haven't said, which kind of concerns me a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm like, maybe it's a big name and they just don't want to like fuck with ticket sales yet (laughs) but yeah it's moved till september um 11th through 13th they right now i think they're doing a special where you can buy tickets kind of at a discount for the future event but um if you if you're planning on going definitely if everything's on the up and up at that time you should go and support them the thing about conventions like for for instance the uh the fighting game community a lot of those um fgc conventions are getting canceled these people have to like pay for this stuff and up front and a lot of this is already spent. So these people are losing their shirts on these events. So if you can support them after the fact, definitely try to do so because otherwise we're going to see a lot of these go away. Hopefully not permanently, but definitely for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. Support those you can that can uh, definitely be affected by this. Um, us living in Austin, South by Southwest got canceled for uh, this year. And I know that gravely impacted a lot of people. All that money spent so far in advance and then they just had to, you know, like I said, lose their shirts on it. So well, they did it so late in the game too, which was really crazy. So like, there were people in for like the film part of it that were already in town, and then it got canceled. They're like, "Well, great, I can't leave yet." Yeah, that's that's got to be a tough call too, right? Especially when you've got multiple media outlets going, "Oh, it's just the flu. Don't worry, this is just a big hoax." You know, like what do you believe? You know, when you're the guy putting on the event, you may want to believe the ones that says it's a hoax because you don't want to lose all that money. It's a tough decision to make. Yeah, it's uh, unprecedented times, man. Well, I will say that this week we got two uh, two pretty big games came out. Like you said, Garrett, Resident Evil 3 just came out. I had an opportunity to play some of that last night. Just bring that up briefly and saying that they have done an incredible job with that thing, dude. I had uh, such a good time with that intro. Man, I, I was just like ear-to-ear smiling and just going like, holy shit, this is awesome. So definitely jump into that as soon as you can, man. Um I think my brother said that he got pretty close to the end and he's like, this may be better than the part two remake. Oh, wow. Which is saying a lot because that one was great. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play it. Um, I don't get a chance to play a lot of games anymore, but um, I'm definitely going to make some time for that one because the the part two remake was phenomenal. They did an amazing job with that. Yeah, most definitely. And then the other big one, of course, Doom Eternal. That one came out. I've been banging my head against that one, and that is some hard-ass demon slaying, dude. It's harder than 2016. It may be the hardest Doom game I've ever played. 
Have you talked to our resident Doom expert, Matt, and see if he's playing it yet? I did. I touched base with him for a little bit, and we both agreed that this is really fucking hard. Um, we both started on the one step above normal difficulty uh, called Nightmare. I forget exactly what, Nightmare Mode or whatever. And we both immediately after like two hours of dying count- countlessly uh, had to go back down to normal. And I'm still getting my ass handed to me. Wow. There's a particular formula in this one that they, uh, the developers really want you to adhere to. So if you stray outside of that formula, man, you're going to die. So it's taken a little bit of getting used to. It's still a great looking game, great soundtrack, great mood. The demons are cool. Um, I have yet to decide if I like it more than 2016. Man, it's just that the difficulty itself is just so brutal that uh, I kind of just want to turn on a cheat code, you know, turn on God mode and run through and just mow these things down. But, you know, I've got to play it through once normal. Can't be uh, cheating right out the gate. So, you know, I love a good backstory. Uh, does the story continue from the uh, the last one? Continuate. Does it continue from the last <laughs> one? Well, Garrett, this one continuates in a manner that you're really going to enjoy, actually. Uh, yeah, dude, this one has boatloads of story. Finally. And that's probably some of the coolest stuff here, man, is we actually get some Doom Guy, Doom Slayer backstory and quite a bit of it. We've get uh, scrolls and, and texts and history galore with this universe. And uh, if, if that's what you're looking for, you're going to get a lot of it. And it's some pretty interesting stuff, man. I don't want to spoil it because, you know, it's still really new, but... I'm really happy with a lot of the stuff they've revealed through that. John, did you pick it up yet? Are you going to? Um, I'm going to because I really, really loved uh, 2016, but I haven't yet. Uh, Don't be afraid to play it on easy. <laughs> cause... Oh, I have no shame about that. Yeah, despite all the social distancing, work has been brutal, and I want to give this game my full attention because I loved it so much. So I have some vacation time coming up. I'll probably buy it during that window. Yeah, good call. And then there's so much to do and so much going on right now. Like a video game expenditure may not be the best thing to do right now, right? So Yeah, exactly. So I have a question for you guys and our fans because, um, you know, we kind of, we reached 100 episodes, as you guys saw. Uh, We put out 101 last week. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been, it's kind of amazing to, to know that we went that far and also to see how many movies that we just, even after doing a hundred episodes, how many movies we just haven't seen yet that are just true horror classics. And I asked you guys for your list of uh, the next couple movies we're going to do. And if you want, when I get done with this, we can like touch on some of those to kind of prepare our listeners. Um, but John, you had quite a few horror comedies on your, your list. And that kind of brings up a good question is, like what really defines that line between comedy and horror? Like, is there a defining thing that really kind of says, no, this is more, this is a comedy and not a horror or vice versa, because uh, you had some interesting takes on your list. Um, Well, I think, you know, parodies uh, might not be historically, you know, they might not be scary, but if they're parodying the genre, for example, I would still be, I would consider that to fall in the horror world. Um, I think like the scary movie, parodies which are is not on my list listeners but they're out there and they you know are parodying a a specific time of in the horror universe uh it'd be weird to be like no those are comedies those don't count as horror films because you know they're they're of the genre they're just very far on a different side of the spectrum is how i would view it see i feel like the scary movies are definitely comedies they just 
make that use the horror as a plot device because I don't I don't think there's any moments I've only seen two of them unfortunately but I can't think of a single moment in those movies where like I was scared about anything oh but I think about that with a lot of movies I mean a future episode will be the stuff I mean that was besides a couple of gore effects uh very much not a horror film i would argue uh if you want to define it by like oh if it's a comedy then maybe it's not a horror because i mean wasn't scared at all during that movie i know you freaked me out (laughs) (laughs) i feel like what we need to do is you know and you got a good point there garrett but it's really going to be come down to like what do we want to present on this and where is our line right we've kind of drawn a line of like okay well is it monster is it you know, is it horror? Is it, you know, we've done stuff like Tucker and Dale. Those are kind of a little bit of both. But, you know, some of the movies John's brought up that he wants to do is what uh, the the Young Frankenstein, right? That's probably the one that's like, is this one count for us? And for me, like, it's parodying one of the most famous classic monster horror movies that I'm kind of like, you know what? That's cool. I'm I'm down for doing something like that. So even if it's like monster or horror adjacent, if the material that it's pulling its uh, inspiration from, uh, for me, like I'm I'm okay like doing something like that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with it. I just thought it was a very interesting you know question because it's it's very subjective, of course. But like when you look at Tucker and Dale and Monster Squad, while they're not necessarily like they're not setting out to scare you. Um, there's still a lot of really heavy or horror elements to it. I almost said horror elements, but horror elements <laughs> to it that um, that really kind of, you know, still like, oh, okay. You know, like, it's almost like they're still playing by the horror handbook, but they're twisting it to make it funny. Yeah. And while I love Young Frankenstein and I can't wait to talk about it, one of my favorite, you know, Mel Brooks films, I, I see what you're saying about how it re- it is such a direct parody of the actual source material. I could see like sliding it right into the mix and not even blinking twice. But for some people that may be a very distinct like line of like, there's nothing horror about this other than the fact that you've taken source material and then turned it into a comedy. So again, I just, I don't know. I just kind of thought I'd pose it because it was just an interesting question I think that's viewing it from our current perspective of what horror films are. And if you look at the movies that it's parodying, uh, I don't know, whatever, parodying, uh, it is, uh, I mean, it's playing by those rules very clearly. And that, you know, defined horror movies for like 40 years. The horror movies of the 30s and 40s, those universal monster movies, it is... Young Frankenstein's definitely playing by that handbook, which is a different handbook for sure than what horror is now in you know, 2020 or in 1980. But, um, but of its time, I think people would have said, yeah, these are, this is definitely following the beats of horror as we, we consider it now in 1971 or whatever. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's completely fair. I just, again, I thought it was an interesting question to bring up because uh, of the list that we submitted. Do we want to go over those? Just kind of give our listeners an idea of what we're... Yeah, sure. And I will just end that, uh, that with saying... I hope that our listeners are willing to listen to us talk about anything. Horror movie, romance movie, musical, you know. You come in here for us, guys. You're not here for the, the movies per se. You want to hear our colorful commentary on what we're watching, right? I'm sure. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's always true, but sure, I like that idea. But that brings up a great question. Is Rocky Horror Picture Show a horror movie? Well, it's got horror in the name. <laughs> <laughs> 
Something that something that something to mull over while we uh, we go over these lists, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, for sure. That's very that's in a very aloof musical title, and uh, maybe by imagery alone you could consider it spooky. I'll, I'll give it that. It's a spooky musical. So what do you got, Mark? What's on your uh, your list for upcoming stuff? All right. So what I'm bringing to the table uh, coming soon here at the Grave Talk. Um, one of the movies I want to talk about is a new one called In Fabric. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like it's shot like a Dario Argento movie, and it's about a killer dress. And I'm very intrigued by that. It may be great. It may suck shit. But the trailer got me, so I thought, why don't we check it out and see what a killer dress can do? And I've kind of forgot what else I said. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then we'll we'll loop back around to you. John, what did you got? I got House, a 1980s masterpiece. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, Masterpiece. <laughs> Young Frankenstein, which we already discussed, and The Frighteners by uh, Peter Jackson. With Michael J. Fox and uh, Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey. Yes. So, as uh, Garrett alluded to, all horror comedies, uh, I figure life is already scary enough, so uh, I'm looking to laugh. <laughs> I, I like all those movies. And the, the reason is, though, is like I, The Frighteners and House I see as kind of like horror movies that are funny. But Young Frankenstein is definitely, I feel like, a comedy that's also, like, that's using horror. So, again, that's why I raised that question. But, man, I can't wait to talk about The Frighteners. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, I think. So, my movies, um, I picked The Stuff, which we mentioned that we're going to be doing pretty soon. Um, Love that movie. Uh, Reanimator. And then Night of the Living Dead, the 90s color version. The one by... um, uh, Damn it, Tom Savini. I have not seen that one. I'm very much looking forward to that. It's got a good cast to it, too. And I think that's the only Savini-directed movie out there. Is that right? I know it was his first. I don't know if it's his only, but I it might be. I know it's got Tony Todd, Bill Mosley. Uh, man, there's so many people in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I want to see that with 2020 eyes. I feel that I might have read somewhere that it wasn't really well-received. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that now. Yeah, I, I personally think it holds up really well. But um, yeah, I'd be interested to hear your take, especially after this long seeing it for the first time. Yeah, for sure. Okay, found my other two. Yeah, got them here now. We've got uh, Hatchet. Hatchet is a very, very fun slasher movie through and through. They ratchet up the gore, and it stars my favorite Jason, probably everybody's favorite Jason, except for Garrett. Uh, it is, uh, um, dude. I just drew a blank. <laughs> Kane Hodder. There it is. Thank you. I'm, I'm over here talking him up, and I can't even remember his name. Kane Hodder uh, plays the, the the slasher in this one, and it is just over-the-top blood. It's a lot of fun. Um, I finished watching all four of those uh, the past couple weeks. John did, too, so I'm really looking at, itching to get into those. And then the other one is Bone Tomahawk. That was a recommendation from friend of the podcast, Jordan. That was, uh, what is it, starring Kurt Russell. And I've watched part of it, and, and I think I'm really into it so far. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see when the horror aspect comes out. Have you guys seen that one yet? Yeah, I, I own it. It's actually, it's a really good movie. I I don't know if I call it a horror flick, but it's definitely super gory. It's um, it reminds me a lot of um, it's so gory and intense violence that it almost seems kind of scary. I'm interested to see what you think. But yeah, I I don't know how you watch movies in pieces. That drives me crazy. (laughs) Okay, here's here's one scenario here. I'll give this to you. This is uh, this happens 
frequently at my house. I go, hey, I want to see this movie. And my wife goes, I don't know if I want to see it, but I'll start it with you. And then we get halfway through and then she's like, I don't want to watch any more of this. And then we have to turn it off and then I got to finish it on my own later. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair then. That's fair. It's always the opposite in my house where I'm like, hey, I want to watch this movie. Do you want to watch it? And my wife would be like, no, that movie sounds stupid. And then 20 minutes in, she's like, hey, so can you catch me up on what's going on? I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> nice. Complete polar opposites, yeah. Uh, my my wife is not into horror movies really at all, so it's, it's interesting whenever she does sit down and watch one with me uh, and she usually gives some colorful commentary. That's why when I watch movies, I just break up with my girlfriend before I start them and then get back together with her right after they finish just to avoid any kind of interruptions whatsoever. <laughs> it's a good strategy. All right, look, we're going to have to go. Uh, we're going to take a break. I got to go watch this movie, uh, but the break will be over, you know, in an hour and a half or so. I've never had a gone. I've never had a relationship that's gone more than a week because of this. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I uh, maybe you can write up a, a list on how that goes the next time it happens and we'll put it on the, po- uh, the website or something. Not well, I can tell you right now. <laughs> That's what we got coming up in the coming months. So listeners, go ahead and give those a watch and listen along with us and see if we or you agree with our opinions on those movies. Well, guys, do you have anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up this point five? Yes, I have an important correction. I can't believe I made this mistake. Joe Exotic fans everywhere. Don't at me. He's not from Florida. I believe he's from Oklahoma because he ran for governor there. (laughs) Ooh, man. Good, Good save, dude. I bet the yeah, hate mail yeah. was piling up as we speak. I know. So John's in the Matrix because he's dodging those bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Is Matrix a horror movie? It's got monsters. No way. It's all action, baby. Um, just you know, stay safe out there, people. Just um, you know, follow the quarantine advice and keep you and your loved ones safe out there. It's some crazy, crazy, unprecedented times that we're dealing with, and it's probably going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. So just hopefully we can we can bring you a little joy through our updates and our podcasts and our content, but just keep up with the quarantine and stay safe. Yeah. Stay at home as much as you can. Even if you don't have symptoms, you could be a carrier and we got to keep that curve flattened. That's the whole idea. All right. Well, we got another episode coming up next week. That's going to be the stuff as mentioned. So get that one watched and check back on that Tuesday. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.